Hello and welcome to the ninth day of quarantine-ish. Going on two weeks here. Uh, this is the weekly recap. I am Jake, sitting across from me through a phone. Is Nick? Hey guys, He's how we doing? Messing around with something. Messing around with something there that I can't see. Oh, I was just lighting a candle. Sorry. I like to set the mood when I podcast. Except you have a really, really, uh, like a hundred watt fucking bulb in your recessed lighting directly behind you. It's True. not really setting a mood. And this lighting is awful. Anybody Truly who's been terrible. on the your, podcast your knows looks, that. <laughs> your face looks awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. I'm going to have to try All to get some like are popping out. <laughs> hey, it's just because I got a zit on my nose because I've been stuck in the house for the last week and a half. Yeah, for some reason I was breaking out over the weekend. I have no idea what that's due to. Maybe just stress and sweating because I'm sitting inside breathing recycled air. Yeah, yeah, that can happen to anybody. Um, I'm going to be real honest here real quick. So we're going to probably make light of this situation along the way here. I'm going to say it now. Um, It is very serious. Don't don't go touching people. Don't go coughing, fake coughing in the parking lot of a of a Target, and then laughing about it to your friends. It's not fucking funny. Um, but in all seriousness, we're trying. We're all trying to get through this together, right? We're all in the same boat, so let's have some fun with it, but also take it serious. Yeah, I mean, follow what the CDC says. Follow what the you know. Uh, national medical advisors, the Surgeon General, every every thing that they have been saying, there's a reason they're saying it. It's going to help people, um, you know, be saved. Truly, I mean, it's going to save lives if we if we start following all these rules. Make sure that you're not, you know, washing your like. Make sure that you're washing your hands for 20 to 30 seconds. Make sure that you're coughing into a sleeve. Don't be around people as as much as you possibly can. And uh, we'll get through this. We'll get we'll be better off for it. Um, it's gonna be gonna be a tough road ahead for the next you know couple of months here. But um, let's sort of band together and, and fight this thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's uh, let's pivot to a positive note, though. There is still beer available. There is. There's plenty of beer available. Uh, it's a good way to help support local businesses as well. Um, I think that it's still probably a little too soon to, I don't know, uh, sort of guess or or predict what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, we want all these places to stay open. We want you to support them as much as possible. Um, You know, obviously, you're not going to go to a tap room, sit down and and have a beer uh, for the next, I don't know, month or two here. Um, Yeah, at least not soon. I mean, this is going to be a little bit longer of a time frame than I think anybody ever would have thought, but I'm looking forward to getting back to, you know, seeing our friends on a weekly basis or, or bi-weekly or whatever it is, you know, and I, I feel like supporting them through this time is the best way to do that, right? Drop some money, buy some four packs, you know, go to uh, the food truck places that are open or take out food, you know, local places, stuff like that. That's a, that's a huge help to these guys that are struggling right now. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we've, we have sort of, you know, somewhat of a personal connection with some of this, you know, we know a lot of people who've worked in the service industry 
Um, you know, people are out of work right now. Even even people with full time jobs, uh, in some cases, are out of work for for an extended period of time here. Um, it's going to hit everybody. Um, it's going to hit everybody hard. But you know, keep supporting those local places. You know, they're the ones who who make it enjoyable to live in these communities that we live in. Um, for me personally, uh, having just moved to San Jose, um, kind of getting holed up in, uh, my apartment for the next, you know, uh, foreseeable future. Uh, I've taken this opportunity to look into some local restaurants and things that I can, I can try to support by, you know, ordering takeout or grabbing a couple of, of beers at, um, I don't know how frequently I'll, I'll be doing that. I mean, it is good to, to definitely try to keep these guys in business. Not that that means you have to order from there every night or grab a beer or a four pack every, every single time you drive past. But, um, you know, these are the people who are really, really struggling because they can't stay open because they're not, well, not that they can't stay open, but you know, they're not doing nearly the numbers that they would be. Right. Um, right. Absolutely. People, out. people are staying in their homes. People aren't going out to dinner not going to get beers, whatever it is. Um, but again, like stay, you know, staying in your home is the best way to, to help out here. I mean, that's the best thing that you can do. Yep. But you, you know, you've heard it a million times, you can flatten the curve, right. All that good stuff, but you can still support your community, your fellow man, you know, the, the person next door who's immunocompromised or whatever else, you know, all these terms that are flight flying around out there that are super scary sounding at the end of the day, it's just people being good to each other. Right. Yeah. And, and I've seen, you know, having gone through, uh, a couple of weeks here last weekend, I was looking to, um, grab some beers, hang out, you know, enjoy a, a virtual happy hour, which is, which is a great way to, to connect with, um, you know, some of your friends and things. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really a lot of fun. I think, uh, really embracing the technology. Uh, one thing I do want to shout out is the, uh, fueled by hops is starting a fueled live podcast starting tomorrow evening. Uh, so it's Tuesday. We're recording this, uh, tomorrow evening, Wednesday at 8 PM. Uh, and moving forward every Wednesday, they're going to do a fueled live podcast on Facebook. So they're going to do like a panel style question, answer, um, internet-based podcast. So this is going to be super fun. I'm actually going to be on the first episode tomorrow. Um, I'm going to try to post this tomorrow morning because I literally have nothing else to do. So (laughs) Um, we are recording this on Tuesday night late, and I will have this content out to you guys tomorrow for sure. So uh, check me out on... Think if you you were able to quit your job and do this full time, if we were to actually make money off of this, how quickly we could churn out podcasts I and mean, we can do two, two a week. Yeah. I mean, I guess that sort of flies in, in the entire face of the name of the podcast, but we would probably have to rebrand it anyway, if we went full time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, like there are so many resources out there there's, you know, people are posting on Twitter and Instagram ways to help support them. You can donate. You can also just, you know, buy the beer to support them. Um, same goes with, you know, local restaurants and things like that. Gift cards um, just, are huge. Just go out there. Definitely look, uh, look online. I mean, you'll be able to find a bunch of articles. I know a lot of, even like some, some local publications and things are throwing out some information on, um, you know, how you can help help places like this. Um, read an article yesterday about how the pirates, uh, sent, I think 400 pizzas from local 
uh, pizza places to yes. Allegheny General Hospital. Yep, which is super cool stuff like that. I mean, obviously, you're not going to go buy 400 pizza pizzas and try to feed a bunch of people, but you know, every every little bit helps in a time like this, uh, just to keep them sustained. Hopefully, keep keep up and running over the next you know several weeks here. Yeah, as we kind of deal with this this crisis, that's uh, you know, and this I mean, this is really what what will you know, show how strong we are as I think as a nation and as smaller, you know, individual communities is joining together, helping each other out, uh, and, and, you know, ultimately beating this, it will pass. We'll get through it. And, you know, it it will make the next time you're able to go out to a bar and grab a beer that much better, knowing that you're helping support these people and, and, you know, they'll be, thrilled i'm sure through the roof to be able to serve you again in their locations yeah quick shout out to uh so the pirates bought pizza and pasta and stuff from uh dianoyas eatery down in the strip district if you haven't been there their food is fucking phenomenal uh so i want to shout out those guys their pizza is incredible from pizzeria david or david or however you say it um they're like their regular like food is incredible. I mean, you're going to pay a little bit extra for it. It's not the cheapest place in town, but you get a lot of food and it's all extremely, extremely good. Uh, the other one was uh, slice on Broadway, which is, you know, like a staple around here. Everybody knows slice on Broadway, right? But they got, uh, yeah, a ton of pizza, a ton of different foods. For the, dishes yeah. Things. All for yeah, all the, I mean, uh, healthcare, uh, at the, what was it? Uh, you said Allegheny general. Or, yeah, yeah, AHN, whatever. And I'm yeah. sure that you'll see a lot of those types of stories start to come out. I mean, you saw a lot of the players in the NBA were donating money to help support arena workers during this time. Um, yeah, most of the uh, know, it's, NHL it's, teams uh, jumped on with that too, and uh, a lot of the owners in the NHL are paying for the hourly workers' wages while they're out of work and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just you, good to see. Good, you see feel good news. The you know? good parts of humanity in, in times like this. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's, I guess, sort of similar to when you have like, you know, natural disasters and things like that. I mean, obviously this is, this is a very different type of crisis, but, um, we'll, you know, we'll continue to monitor it. We'll, we'll continue to hopefully put out some content here. Um, yeah, we're at least going to post an episode. It may not be, it may not be entirely beer related since, you know, there's not a whole lot going on, but we're going to try to keep it fun and interesting this week because Jake and I came up with a little segment that we're going to call it. Um, so we'll get into that in a couple of minutes here, but uh, just to wrap up, I mean, we're not going to get political or anything, but this really is bringing out some of the good in people. And there are infinite resources on how to get stuff, even with the stay at home order. Um, one of the biggest resources for that, and they've been tagging the shit out of us on Instagram is uh bill over at cans Pittsburgh. He's been rocking that shit. He's got an entire story based on to go beers when they're available, what's available, how to get them order online, you know, pick up curbside, whatever it is, you know, he's posting all of that shit. So go follow at cans Pittsburgh on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, they will give you all the information that you need going to shout those guys out as much as possible because he is doing epic things just constantly posting stuff i mean all day long i've been getting notifications on instagram um thank you bill for keeping us all updated 
Yeah, and and uh, sort of, I guess, broadening that. There are again numerous ways to. I mean, I was just on Untaps, I think, two days ago, looking for places to go buy beer. So if you're not, you know, as familiar, I mean, if if you're in my scenario where you're in a new place and well, this is a very unique scenario. I just moved here like three weeks ago and, and like all this stuff happened almost immediately. Um, but if you're looking for things, just go online, look for local breweries around there, go on their Instagram, Twitter pages, find, you know, they're always posting stuff. It's cool. If you have, if you can find somebody on Twitter or Instagram who knows the scene in different cities and things, you can find, uh, a lot of information that way, how people are getting beer out to, to the masses here. Um, but again, so, you know, support as much as you can, uh, as much as you, you want to. Um, but, but again, stay safe out there. Um, obviously we won't want everybody to be happy and healthy come the end of this. And, uh, and we'll get back to doing some of our traveling, getting out there, trying these new beers, getting to new places to, to recommend to you. And uh, we're really looking forward to that. Um, in the meantime, we are going to sort of break off into uh, a craft beer. I, I wouldn't even say adjacent. Uh, we're we're going to do something new on the podcast today. Yes, it's going to be um, themed in, like craft beer, but it's really not. Yeah, it's it's going to be a personal exercise. Of, and we, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't really, haven't really... Uh, thought of all of my ideas so far. So, you know, they could always be related to craft beer in the end. Sure. Like, absolutely. But, um, so a a lot of people, uh, on different podcasts on different, uh, you know, just media forums in general will do lists. People love lists for whatever reason. They love to just list things, (laughs) things that they like to do. And we've done this at times before where we list our favorite beers or, you know, styles favorite drinks uh that are alcoholic that are not beer that's favorite emojis with our guests uh. right so <laughs> so we're we're guilty of it as well and i think that it just it, it's a good way to condense a, you know a bunch of ideas and and sort of expand on some things so what we want to do is we want to do a, a a four pack of coronavirus quarantine activities that we would like to pick up or goals to better ourselves. Let's say, let's say goals or like something you want to, you want to accomplish during our stay at home time. Yes. Okay. Yep. So we'll, we'll think of a catchy name and we'll put it in the description, but we're going to call this the the long winded -winded description of what it is that we're doing. We're going to call this the COVID four pack. How about that? COVID four pack. That works for me. That actually, I don't know. We should probably workshop that. That doesn't sound very. No, it's it's really terrible. In any way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so again, I mean, you're seeing people throw out ideas. I mean, I, I've been kind of looking all over, not really social media, but on you know like news websites and podcasts and things where they're throwing out a bunch of ideas of how you can spend your time um, because it, it can be it can be tough on anybody. I mean, I, like. I don't think we're meant as, as human beings to be isolated in, in this way. Right. And it's really good that we have the ability to communicate with people through technology and we're not writing letters back and forth that are going to take two, three weeks to get to somebody. And God knows if the, you know, USPS system, you know, collapses or whatever, but we have these phones, we have the ability to communicate with a lot of people. That's a, a great way to kill some time. I have some other ideas and I'm sure that Nick does as well 
about how we can spend our time. Again, we want to better ourselves during this time and, and or at least stay on the same level that we are and not, not just fall into this kind of rut of watching the same Netflix shows over and over and over again for the next four to eight weeks here. Right. So I'm going to kick it off. Um, something that I've been, I've been telling myself for the past year, year and a half, two years ish to get into never have. I bought a yoga mat last year, uh, off of Amazon, one of the Amazon basics. It's an absurdly long yoga mat. It's about Christ. I don't even know. It's gotta be like seven or eight feet long, which is really, really absurd. And it just seems like a little much, um, as a taller, Eh, I wouldn't even say taller individual. I'm like five, five eleven, so I'm not really that tall. You're you're like uh, in but, the average, I would say. Yeah, I think average. I think average height for a man's like five nine. So I'm, I'm slightly above average, uh, and that goes for a lot of things in my life. Aren't we just, all? <laughs> just slightly above average, <laughs> and that's no more, no less. So, yoga. That's that's number one on my list. Um, it's. It's a great, I think, tool for a lot of people to, I mean, you, first of all, you stay fit. We did, uh, Nick and I did a, a, a beer yoga with our cousin and his wife and Sarah. Um, and th- oh man, this is going on probably two plus years now. Yeah. It's been, it's been I'm, probably I'm almost- 25 and I had probably just turned 21, maybe a year prior to us doing that. So maybe it's like three years at this point. Um, this was done at Spoonwood Brewing in Bethel Park. Yep. Um, still one of my favorite places. Not a, not a place that I go to very often. I think I've only been there maybe four times. Um, I did live in the South Side when I was in college and drove down there a couple of times. But it's really a hike if you live in the North Hills. Um, I know that you have have always been a big proponent of those guys. They've been doing really cool stuff, making very good beer for the South Hills for years now. They're um, also, and that was really one of the places that put me onto craft beer in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That was like, they're they're They've been around for a while. Um, and, uh, Steve, their head brewer is a, uh, I would call him a friend of mine because I can probably text him right now and he'll get back to me within a day. So I, I would consider him to be a, a friend in the industry. Let's say, Honestly, that just sounds like Comcast customer service. So can I say that Comcast customer service is one of my friends as well? Yeah. <laughs> if I text Comcast <laughs> customer service, they'll get back to me within 24 hours. I would say so. Yeah. If that's the, if that's the only thing <laughs> that qualifies. No, no, I'm friend, not saying that. I'm saying I that have, we've, I have so, a billion friends. <laughs> so let me tell you a little story about, uh, Steve. And I'm pretty sure I told this story on the podcast already, but, um, so Steve is a very, uh, he, he has a very similar mind when it comes to music to me. And so we went to the Coheed and Cambria show a couple years ago with him. Like we met up at a bar beforehand, had a couple drinks and then went over the show, hung out together, you know, that kind of thing. So I would say that that's not like a, an acquaintance type of hangout. You know what I mean? So I, w- I would say, I mean, I, I don't see Steve very often, but He's a good guy, and if he listen, if he's listening to this podcast, then he'll probably text me and be like, "Hey, why are you shouting me out on the podcast?" But I I do like Spoonwood a lot. I think Steve does does some really creative things. They have a lot of stuff that they kind of push the envelope with. That's not necessarily like the typical milkshake IPAs or super pastry stouts and stuff like that. But they are doing a lot of cool stuff. 
I think that they were at, they were really at the forefront of having food in combination with beer. Yes. Kind of from the beginning. And I, I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, they've been in the same location for for the entire time. Yep. Right. So, and I know that they've had, and they had a kitchen the whole time, correct? Pretty much, yeah. They, I, I don't know if at the like at the very opening of the brewery that they were up and running with the food right away, but they were pretty much like a bar and restaurant type thing with a brewery there. Um, more yeah, so and I than sort of see them as kind of like laying the fabric for some of the other places in Pittsburgh. I mean, they might not have been the first one, but at least in my in my uh, experience, there weren't a ton of places that had full kitchens doing the stuff that they were doing in craft beer. Um, and, and that's, that's really the reason that I loved going there is that you could go down, get a full meal, right? Sit down meal. And there's something, there's something that I enjoy more about having the ability to go sit at a table, have somebody wait on you, bring the food to you rather than, you know, food trucks are convenient, but you got to find somewhere to sit. You, you know, you got your hands full with beer and food and all this stuff. It's nice to be able to sit there and have, you know, uh, kind of a, a dinner at like a typical restaurant type place. Yeah. And they just make, they just make beer that is just, it's really hard to beat. It is. It's, it's, uh, some of the best quality stuff, uh, probably in the city, uh, definitely in the South Hills. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they did an event with, um, a couple of yoga teachers where they were doing beer yoga. So you signed up, you paid, I don't know, 50 bucks or whatever it was. You get the oh yoga no, class. it wasn't that much. It was like, it was like, 15 i think or 20 maybe not really and it, it included yeah, a somebody, stole, somebody stole 30 bucks from you then <laughs> no i'm pretty so, sure it was it was maybe like 25 let's say let's say 25 okay anyway, for yoga and a beer this is all semantics yeah um so we got uh you get like a i think they gave you but that was the thing they gave you breakfast i feel like they would have they would have charged 15 for the class and then like the food and the beer afterward would have been another 10 or 15 all right maybe we're getting up to like 30 Anyway, it doesn't matter that that whole portion of the you can cut that. Nick, let's cut. It, it was a really good time. Um, it was, it was. Uh, so that was the first time I had ever done yoga, and it kicked my ass. <laughs> it is unbelievably difficult. And people that are like, you know, you have all the like bros that are like, I'm not doing yoga. Yoga's for pansies. Like, you know, you're a sissy if you do yoga. Like, it's not, you know, it's not hard. It's just stretching. It's just hard stretching. You're like, no, it's not. It's if you don't have core muscles, you might as well just, you know walk the other way because you will get destroyed. The, the, the people who teach yoga, I have so much respect for is they're like talking the whole time as they're doing some of these exercises. And I'm like, you have to have a core made of like literal stainless steel. I don't know how you do it. Oh no, it's insane. Um, so I've been to a couple of yoga classes. Um, and Sarah does hot yoga. So hot yoga is like a different style. There's, there's like all kinds of different like ways to do yoga. Hot yoga is by far the most annoying because you sit down in this room and like, you, you, you know, like people come in early, they sit down they get their like 10 minutes of like breathing and like adjusting to the room and stuff like that. After those 10 minutes, I'm already sweating profusely and it's disgusting. <laughs> And then I have to do a whole yoga class, which is an hour long or more. They do 75 minute classes and stuff like that too, which are like, why, you know, but it's a, it's an extreme 
version of the workout, but then there's all sorts of like cardio involved and you're moving a lot and you're trying to keep up with everybody else. And it's like the poses themselves are not hard, but it's a lot to, to get your body to do the things that it's that, that the teacher's telling you to do. Yeah. And I think it's just the sequence of it that killed me the most. It was like, there's not a break. You don't get a break. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, it's like you're in, I don't want to compare it to the army and that, that would be a, 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 a bad comparison. But a it gross just sort of overestimation. Like that, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, you know, they're two completely different things. It's just, it's like the discipline that it takes to be able to do all of these things and like not give up at all in between doing any of them, any of them takes a hell of a lot of, uh, like sort of, you know, physical, but also mental strength. Yeah. Cause there yeah, was it's all, it's all control. a couple of times when we did the beer yoga Cause this is like when I, ju- I just gotten out of college, didn't really work out much in college. Um, you know, coming off of being like a, a high school track star, uh, working out pretty much every day, just like at practices and things going to college where all I was doing was, was not underage drinking and <laughs> eating anything I wanted to. <laughs> so I wasn't, I, I can't imagine I was in great shape around that time. Um, and, and hopefully over the next, uh, you know, four to eight weeks here, as I get some time to really sink my teeth into some yoga, I did actually download the Peloton app today. They're doing three months free right now. Uh, so that's a good, if you're looking for a good app, they do a bunch of, they have cycling, they have running, they have, um, you know, obviously cycling, but they do yoga and they do a bunch of other stuff. And there's a bunch of other free fitness apps. If you're looking for something to do, uh, when it comes to that type of stuff. But yoga is, is number one on my list, uh, and and I think that it, it I think that it'll help me because I like to do sort of, I like to do meditation, but I feel like that can only take you so far, like because because yoga itself is meditative, and having that physical component I think will help me a little bit because it'll, um, you know, keep me on track a little bit more. You know, I've been lacking in my ability to work out over the past couple of weeks because. I don't really have space to do it. I don't necessarily want to be outside running around very much if I don't have to. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, that's uh that's a uh, can number one in my four pack is yoga. Okay. Well, I'll go next then. And I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit. <clears throat> so not, uh, not yoga specifically, uh, never yoga. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm just kidding. Actually, I might get into, practicing at home with Sarah because that's what she's doing right now is, is practicing yoga here at home. Um, but I am, I have a goal. Uh, so I own an Apple watch, right. And it's great for tracking activity. Uh, it's one of those things that like, it just reminds you to stand up every hour and, you know, move around and do stuff, you know? So my goal for this week, and this is just, uh, like the first week, cause I'm going to try to keep it going is um, to close all three of my activity rings. So there's three rings. It's um, move, which is your calories burned, uh, exercise, which is tracking your exercise. So like today I took a walk for two miles, right? And it took me about a half an hour and your exercise ring is 30 minutes. So boom, done, right? Um, And then the third one is uh, the stand goal. So standing up every hour for at least a minute um, for 12 hours a day. So very attainable and 
it's something that I want to do consistently for a while here. So I'm trying to do seven days in a row this week. And then I'm going to keep just, just rolling on. I think Sarah's up to like 90 days of all three rings being closed. So I got some work ahead of me, but that's, uh, that's my, that's my can one. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, remaining, uh, I think physically active in times like this is, is critical. Um, although you are confined for a lot of the time inside, there's still things that you can do. Um, highly recommend going on any number of news sources and finding some things that you can get for free right now. That's, that's another thing that's, that's cool about, um, I guess that's a bad way of putting it. It's not, it's not cool that we're, we're having this situation, but there are people are, are taking note of that and, and helping other people out. These companies are, you know, making their apps that are normally cost money free for a while, uh, to, to, probably just drum up interest and, and try to get people to pay for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Over. You know, so there's, there's a, there's an agenda behind it, but it's still cool of them to offer it for right now. Um, and it, it's tough for me. I, I love to go to the gym. Um, or, or I, I, I guess I've learned to kind of love it. Uh, just the act of going, I think is, is good to get yourself, you know, up and active and things like that. And it, it's been tough, I think here for me to, to get into something that, you know, relates to physical activity. Cause I like playing basketball. I like doing stuff like that, that, that involves a lot of other people in, in most cases as well, uh, which are clearly off limits at this point. Right. And I, I think that that's something, there's something to be said about once you're on your way to the gym, it's, it's tough to stop yourself from going. You know what I mean? Like it's that whole get off, get off your ass and get going that I find to be troublesome. So now that it, like I come down to my, like I got free weights, so I'm going to be lifting a little bit, but I don't have a whole lot. And I, I definitely don't have like a whole set. I don't have like a, a gym set up at home or anything like that. I don't have a treadmill or anything like that, but I've been going for walks. I've been, you know, lifting weights when I can, that kind of thing. And I think that that really kind of at least gets you into the mindset of, Hey, this needs to be something that you do every day. Right. So it's definitely good to be active. Uh, you're still allowed outside in Pennsylvania, um, like walk around your neighborhood or go to the park or whatever, you know, like, I, I don't know what's close to you, you know, that kind of thing, but you can, you're not confined to the four walls of your house without, you know, being held at gunpoint or something crazy, you know? So, Get out yeah, there. I think, that that's, I think that that's common for most of the country. I think that we're still allowed out. They just, they, again, are just trying to minimize contact. So they want people to stay six feet away from each other. So even if you're running around, you know, just keep your distance. Don't, yeah. don't run up to people and, and, you know, <laughs> go into places that are going to have more than, I don't know, five or 10 people in, at a time. Um, but the, I mean, there are some rather strict regulations, but there there are workarounds for it in terms of physical activity. So I don't think moving forward uh, in this segment that we're going to have the same types of things. Um, the next one for me is something that I started last year. Um, I'm just going with the super basic ones. Like I feel like if you if you were to just go Google uh, like a uh, some sort of list of you know, things to keep yourself from being bored. 
during this pandemic, uh, the first two things you would see, or, you know, the two of the top five things you would see would be yoga and reading books. Yes. Reading books is my number two. Um, this is something that I started last year. Um, I knew that I wanted to get back into reading books. I hadn't read a book other than a textbook for probably four years. I don't know if I had read a book from the time that I was a freshman in college until I graduated. I don't, I really don't think I did because we weren't required to in any of the classes and I definitely didn't just pick one up like and read it over the summer or anything. So that's, that's my next thing. Um, my goal over the past couple of years has been to read 12 books, AKA one per month, which again, really attainable when you yes. think about it, the amount of time that it takes you to read, like, you know, if you say a page a minute, a 400 page book should, should only take you. What is that? 6.75 hours. Right. Which is absurd to think about it that way. Right. So that means that you could really hours to commit, but uh, no, but I'm saying the other side of that is you could read a book a week. Yeah. Oh, easily. Right. If if you're reading at that pace, if you're you're, a little bit quicker, I mean, it depends on the, and they're not all 400 pages, right? I mean, the book that I'm reading right now is 280 or something. So, I mean, that should really only take me, you know, four hours or so. And I'm, I'm probably halfway through. When you, yeah, when you think of it like that, I mean, I don't think a lot of people have a lot of content that they're that interested in that they will, would want to just pick up a book rather than listen to a podcast. But there, there's something, I think, pretty therapeutic about reading a book, picking one up. And that's why I like to read books. Uh, I know a lot of people are big fans of the Kindle and, and reading on iPads and stuff like that. But there, there's something to me about having a physical book in my hand that I enjoy more than just, you know, scrolling on, on a, a phone, not to say that that's not a good way to, to get the content. And I know that people listen to audiobooks and stuff like that. Uh, for me personally, reading, picking up the book and, and flipping through the pages is something that I enjoy. So that's something that, um, I think over the next eight weeks, um, I should be able to read probably three or four books realistically. Yeah. I would say um, that's a, I have that's a, a fair... shitload of time on my hands yeah. Yeah, as does everybody else. And I feel like that's a, that's a fair assessment of like how much you can read. Like me, I, I know that I'm a slow reader. So that minute a page thing doesn't apply to me, (laughs) but it's, it's one of those things. Like I could get better at it if I, you know, kept doing it. Um, reading is not one of my four though. I'll, I'll be real honest. So So yeah, that's, I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to have any that are the same. Okay. So, um, my number two, and this is going to be something that kind of was thrown into my lap here within the last week or so, um, is going to be getting back into my music. So the reason I bring this up, uh, so we, uh, so I, I, I play in a metal band, right? We're on infinite hiatus right now, but we do have a show coming up in June if it's not canceled or pushed back or whatever. Um, so my band embers to ashes, you can look us up on Spotify and iTunes and all that fun stuff. Uh, selfless, selfless plug there, but the, um, so we're, uh, we're getting back to playing out. So we're going to try to do this show and see how it goes. And then we might be able to do more shows coming up, whatever. One of the things that we did was we recorded all of the bass tracks for an album that we are trying to release eventually. 
Uh, we don't have the vocals recorded. We don't have the leads recorded yet, but that is something that I'm going to be diving back into is like recording and mixing the album, uh, as opposed to this podcast. So, uh, not to, not to say that the podcast is going to fall by the wayside because we're going to keep this going for sure, but I am going to jump back into playing bass a little bit more and, uh, really just focusing on honing my skills as far as recording and mixing and mastering and all that to get really tight at it, to be able to put out this album, you know, before I die, you know, (laughs) but that's, uh, that's my number two. My number two is music. Yeah. Nick, big time music guy, uh, has been my entire life. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Amherst to ashes was, uh, was a guilty pleasure of mine back in, uh, middle school no high school well i mean so we formed we formed in 2008 and uh we've been the same lineup ever since and uh we released an album in 2012 called portraits of betrayal uh you can find that on spotify and itunes pretty much anywhere you can stream music really uh we are on all of those things through uh was it reverb nation i think is who hosts us but we haven't really paid for that in years, so we're not getting paid for it, but go and stream it, listen to it, give us some feedback if you want to. I don't care. But that so is I, uh, I was gonna throw I was gonna throw music on uh on my list as well. Okay. I don't have the means of no, I'm not going to. I don't have the means of getting uh, an instrument. There is one thing that I was I was trying to get back into. Um Nick and I uh, share a common interest. Uh, we both played the saxophone in the high school band. True. Um, I he's significantly better than me uh, at it. I I always thought I was decent, and I could have been much better had I practiced more. But I didn't do that shit. It's one of those things. There's there's definitely a devotion to it, and I felt it for a while. But then I realized that I wasn't professional caliber. And it kind of just turned me off the whole thing because like auditioning for music school. I mean, just think about the number of saxophonists that, you know, well, no. So the thing is I auditioned for a music school to get into a music program playing the saxophone. And the teacher basically said, what are your other goals? (laughs) because you should probably focus on that in so many words. That's what the guy said to me. And I realized that like these, these college teachers, these, these collegiate musicians are basically molding people to become part of like a orchestra or, you know, the, the Philharmonic or whatever you want to call it, you know, that kind of thing. So there's, there's really no place for mediocrity and there's no place to let somebody in just to let them into college. There's also no place for saxophones in symphony orchestras. True. They do not, they do not house (laughs) saxophone players in those. And that, that's a fact. Uh, If you're ever interested uh, in the symphony orchestra and you go and see one, you will not see a saxophone. No, that's true. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I do love about saxophone though, is, um, the like jazz 
I love jazz. I, I it's it's not something that I really get into all that often, but when I do, I really enjoy jazz saxophone. Um, the other thing is metal, of all things, has a very weird orchestration, and one of my favorite bands in recent memory is a band called Rivers of Nile, and they're from PA. And uh, they have a saxophone player on their most recent album, and it's fan fucking tastic. So it definitely adds it like adds a layer to it because it, it's actually shown up in R and B and rap music and hip hop. I've listened to. I mean, there's there's a lot of songs that feature different instrumentals, um, and I think that people people are just trying to find new things and cool ways to like incorporate a bunch of different sounds into their music because the market is so flooded, right? There's so yeah. many people putting out music now. You need to find some way of kind of like distinguishing yourself. Not that there's one person that, that is doing all this incorporation where they're, they're bringing in saxophones and trumpets and all that shit, but you've definitely seen more of it in, in recent years, especially where they're, in, you know, they're using flutes or they're using saxophones or different types of like jazz piano and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm, I'm sort of in the same boat. I like jazz music a lot. And I think that, going to some like clubs in like New Orleans or Kansas city or something like that, where you'd, you'd find some of that jazz music or Nashville or whatever it is, um, would be really cool. I've been to, uh, Nashville before and had some experience with that, but, um, yeah, we really, we kind of just put it away. I mean, it's not, it's not something that you just like casually do. Right. right? It's not like, it's not like you can play the piano or something right? or just kind of sing. Right. Cause you can, you, you need to pull the saxophone out. It's something like, it's a whole, fucking you know and it, it's an event basically to, to bring a saxophone out put it together you know and you're not gonna like do some tuning on it like you got you really have to take care of your instrument as well like the saxophone that we both used is probably sitting in mom and dad's you know uh attic crawl space right now and it's probably just falling apart and you need to probably get new pads on everything probably get it refurbished a little bit to, to get it to sound reasonably good. Right. But you're not just um, going to go out there and, and you're going to start playing wham, you know, like you're yeah, not just going to like sit in your basement and practice. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, and, and I'm sure to be like riding a bike. If you threw a piece of music in front of me, I'd be able to play it pretty readily. Even now having not played it in Jesus Christ, it's been, I'm 25 now. So seven years, I haven't played it in seven years, but, um, it's cool. Yeah. Now the music, the music side of things is definitely, uh, it's something I've thought about getting back into. Uh, I'm not going to pick up the saxophone again, but I, I've thought about doing, you know, piano lessons or trying, you know, trying to buy my own keyboard or something and maybe teach myself a little bit. I mean, it's not easy to learn any of those instruments, uh, because you think about how many years it took you to get up to speed on some of that stuff. I mean, it took me six to eight years before I felt like I was actually a decent saxophone player and I was garbage. Like that's the thing is like, you don't, <laughs> you don't get to, you're not yo-yo ma in like eight weeks. No, no, so never. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick up an instrument in the next eight weeks of quarantine and, and like figure out how to do all this stuff. But, but it's a good way to, to relieve some stress too. And it's a creative outlet as well. And there's also, there's also something to be said about like, music programs and schools and stuff like that. And, and the fact that that's not going on right now, like people have kids, people that listen to us have kids, not me, not you, but like, (laughs) right. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, when but, people tell that joke, they're like, not that I know of. No. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Shut the fuck up. No. Right. Yeah, you're a terrible person. Um, but in all real, it, it, like in all seriousness, that type of stuff teaches you like regular scheduling and like after school practices and like marching band and stuff like that. Like that was the fun part about it was, was, was like getting together with all your friends and playing music. And that's why yeah. I jumped into the band. And that's why at, at 33, I'm still, you know, tied to it. And I still want to be a part of it because it's something that like, it gets your blood flowing and there's no better feeling than being on stage and performing your creativity and having somebody react to it. Like, I think that's, that's one of those things where like, um, just to kind of go off on a tangent here real quick. Uh, so very local posted a article today about Pittsburgh craft beer podcasts and we were on the list and I was super stoked about it. Like, Adam uh, Sorma, who basically like created this whole thing, really like just put us in a, a good light and you know threw our name out there, and I'm, I'm just like super pumped about it because you know that that means that there are people out there that actually listen to this shit, you know. <laughs> uh, so a special shout out to Adam, uh, one of the coolest people in in Pittsburgh. Honestly, the nicest person ever. He will sit down, and he will have a talk with you for any number of, of, of minutes for any uh, about anything that you can possibly think of. And like, he, he's funny on Twitter. They, they put out a ton of great content and like seeing that today made me feel like I was live on stage, you know, performing something that I wrote or something that we, you know, collabed on or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. That's, that's the feeling that I got just from an article that he wrote. It was, you know, probably six sentences about our podcast, but it made me feel like I'm a fucking rock star, you know? Yeah, you're not, but I get it. No, I, I, no, I, I believe Um, that. Don't, I mean, I'm not fucking delusional. No, that's cool. I I did appreciate the shout out. You threw that article over to me. Um, I would have never seen that because I'm not on, I, I would have never seen it had you not shown me it, but it's cool to get some recognition, uh, even from like a, you know, a local, like I said, local publication, um, uh, for the things that you do. And, and, uh, yeah, no, I think so moving into, I guess, beer number three for me. Yes. Um, that was a good, that was a good discussion on music. Like we don't, we don't really discuss that a lot, even though we have, I think the closest ties or, or like, uh, I, I feel like the most passion in our family when it comes to, uh, you know, production of music and, and, uh, playing it actually as well. Yeah, I, I, no, I agree. I really always enjoyed it. I think that we, we were definitely the two of the, the most, uh, into it. Yeah. So number three for me, uh, is going to be, I've been looking for different ways of utilizing my engineering knowledge in fun, uh, and, interesting and cool projects basically is what I'll say. Um, so some of the, and it's tough because I, you know, I move around so much or I have been moving around so much and I don't know where I'm going to be from year to year. So I don't want to, I don't want to do something like, because I would love to get back into homebrewing, but it is such a commitment. You really need to know where you're going to be for like a couple of years, especially if you're going to buy all the, 
all the different pieces of equipment or build your own thing. And that's really what I would want to do uh, a project like that, where I, I could like automate my own thing or, or make a full brewing setup would be dope. But I live with a handful of other people in this house and there's no feasible way for me to do so. Um, in, in lieu of doing that, I, I want to get into using, um, some Arduino stuff. So what I do for my job is, is, uh, industrial automation, which, uh, the easiest way I think to, to explain that to people is, um, if you picture like a, a, a production facility that's making a product, say beer, for example, uh, some of these larger craft breweries have automated systems that will allow them to, you know, brew the beer fairly hands off. Right. They'll have uh, a mill. They'll have, you know, all the ingredients available, ready to go uh, to, to sort of put together. What my company would do is work with a brewery or something. We've done we've done some work with like Anheuser-Busch. Uh, am I allowed to say that on this podcast? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, this is just an example, but they do it. They do it in large scale craft brewing as well where they have an automated system, I would be the, you know, effectively the person who would work with that company and develop how they want things to be done, how they want things set up, um, you know, develop their whole, um, you know, graphical system where you can view what's going on. You can see temperatures and pressures and things like that. All, you know, how, how fast your pumps are running, what temperatures the, the fermenters are cooling at, uh, you know, how much glycol you're putting in uh, to cool it, how much steam you're using to, to heat up the boil kettle or whatever it is. My company is is effectively a company that does stuff like that. Um, so you there's like smaller scale in, in like automation. You can do stuff on a smaller scale using uh, a thing called Arduino. Uh, and I've been thinking about different ways. I, I don't have any ideas really off the top of my head of how I would in, you know incorporate that into something. But you can do cool stuff where you like you know I, I could put together something that w- would allow me to like shut a light switch off using like a mechanical arm or something like that. I don't know. Something that, that like doesn't completely waste away my brain. Like I've been doing with watching movies and watching TV. Although I love both of those things and I will continue to do them. I'm sure over the next eight weeks, I think for me, I'd like to get myself a plan of what do I want to do? Is there something that I need or something that would be cool to have that I can build myself? Uh, and, and, uh, and use, I think, some of my uh, moderate amount of brain power. That's number three. Well, that sounds like uh, a good use of time. Um, I, I don't really know anything about what it was. Arduino. Yes. Okay. Yep. They're micro micro controllers, micro processors. Yeah. Uh, you you can do. It would be fairly easy to to get a, a better understanding of what that means and how they work and stuff like that. But um, it's not really worth going into uh, on, on this short of a program. And that's fine. Uh, but it, but it sounds interesting. It sounds like something that'll keep your mind sharp, that kind of thing. Um, my number three is going to be, we already kind of hit on this. I, I'm my goal for this is to support local people. In general, right? And so I want to be a little bit more active on social media from the podcast accounts and really share like the good things that people are doing or 
ideas that these small local businesses are trying to stay afloat with and stuff like that. So my, uh, my thing is going to be to support at least a couple times a week or a couple times a day or whatever, whatever I can do, um, to support the, the local people in Pittsburgh. And even if it's just buying a couple four packs or, you know, uh, sharing stories or, you know, whatever's going on in craft beer and stuff like that. So oddly, uh, self-serving for our podcast. Right. But at the same time, I think that that's important. I think it's something that is, that should be a goal for people, you know, support your local community, the, the restaurants that are struggling right now, tip them an extra 10 bucks or, you know, whatever, like, I don't mean that monetarily. I just mean it as like an idea. But stuff like that, that's yeah, going to be my number three. It's a good way for, I think for us to, to gain a little bit of perspective, see how many people are interacting. Obviously every business wants to uh, do as best they can to stay open and provide beer for a lot of people. But I doubt that you'll, that you will not see I doubt that you'll not see it. Is that a double negative? Yes. I doubt that you'll not see people come together uh, like the craft beer industry almost always does. Right. right? I think that you're going to see maybe not collaborations, but, you know, people supporting other businesses. I mean, this, you know, this gives people an opportunity, I think, to go and, and, and reach out to other people from a, from a brewing perspective. Right. Like, you know, maybe you don't have enough time to think about stuff like this uh, when you're going balls to the wall 24-7 for, you know, four or five years in a row. This, is, I think, is probably a good opportunity for them to kind of take stock in what they what they want to do, what their priorities are moving forward. Obviously, it's a tough time, um, probably financially for a lot of people, but... Um, you know, there will be, there will be good that comes out of this in, in a lot of different places. Right. And I think once, once we are through, uh, you know, the worst of it, you'll start to see the benefits kind of show through. Um, and I, have read a couple of articles about, you know, on a, on a larger scale, how, you know, things will benefit from being forced to use technology. How do we think differently about the way that we communicate with people? How do we think differently about how we're, you know, getting our products to other people, how we're making it more efficient, how we're making it safer, all of those different things. And I think the craft beer industry isn't isolated when it comes to those types of things. How can they improve themselves by using technology and, and you know, all these different new methods that are probably going to come from, uh, you know, being in this situation. Um, but yeah, again, always support local. I mean, we, we do it constantly. You know, I mean, this is part of the reason why we got into, I think, doing the podcast is because we love the local players. Um, you know, obviously, I've had the opportunity to bounce around to some different communities. But, you know, I've been preaching everywhere that I've gone. I've been preaching the local stuff there as well. And, and it's uh, it's happening all over the country. You can find good beer, good food, whatever it is. And uh, it's times like these where you need to show your support for those places because there is so much uncertainty. Will they be around? Who knows? I mean, you know, you need to, everybody sort of needs to think about that. And, and again, just continue to um, support where you can. If you can't, you know, you can't, but 
there are plenty of people who are in, in a good enough spot to be able to to help some of these people out, and I hope that that uh, they really do. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think that there's somebody like me who is not really affected by this yet. Um, I will say my company is taking very good care of its frontline employees. Um, myself being one, they're offering full pay, full benefits. There's no like time without, I mean, I'm still getting paid full time, even though we're not working right now. And that's, that's huge. And that's why I'd, I'd rather pass it on to somebody. Cause like, I know that my bills are paid and then some with my income. And so I'm passing my income on to people that need it at this point. Um, there's a lot of like virtual tip jars and GoFundMe pages and stuff like that. That's going around right now. And every little bit is going to help these people that are out of a job or totally based on tips or, you know, people coming into their business. And the last thing I want to see is people getting wiped out because of it, you know? So Mm -hmm. if I can go and, order something online for takeout or, you know, stop in and, you know, pick up something or, or have something delivered Then I'm going to do that. And I'm going to tip well, well beyond yeah, the I, I 10 that, or 15%. I hope that people share, right. I hope that people share your, uh, your thoughts and feelings on this because I'm, I'm in a similar situation. I mean, I'm still working full time. Uh, you know, it's, it's from home, you know, so that I'm, I'm safe and everything and everybody in my company is as well. But, um, it's people like us who have the ability to, and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm in any like completely solidified financial situation. You know I mean? It's, oh no, 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 no. Me either. But, this but is, this it, is a shock it, but, to everyone. You know, having expendable income, uh, you know, allows me to you know, hopefully help out some people. And, and, you know, I, I'm not, and I, I don't think that we're speaking on this from, from any sort of, uh, soapbox or anything, you know, we're not preaching at people to, you know, if you can help great, if you can't, you know, you can't, I mean, everybody's in a different situation right now. Um, if you can though, look, look for some of these places. Cause they're, they're the ones that again, are sustaining our communities. It's what makes our communities cool to live in. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It is it, every every community is unique, and, and it's these places that need your support more than, you know, perhaps a McDonald's or uh, you know. And I'm not saying that you can't support them as well, but um, well, and know, the, the thing the is, like everybody players, needs to know. Up there, I, I I think the big thing is everybody needs to know that the the frontline employee of everywhere is being affected by this, right? Yeah. Like there are, there are places that are cutting back on people that are working because not as many people are coming out. So yeah, that hourly employee that works for McDonald's might only have three shifts this week instead of five or two shifts or, or whatever it comes down to. But the big heroes here are also the people at the grocery store every day that have to deal with people coming in who maybe aren't healthy or who are, carrying this virus and not, you know, not knowing it or whatever, but like there's so many ways that you can help and just, just buying the products that are out there locally rather than focusing on, you know, Oh, I need a 30 rack of Miller light or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. Like there's no, there's no one thing that it's you can do to fix that you it. bring that up because it, it really is. <clears throat> 
I mean, being able to buy anything right now is supporting a lot of people who are, who are out of a job. Yeah. Not, not necessarily just local. Yeah. I mean, we, we like to preach that, but I mean, it's, it's, it is it's hitting everybody. Um, so we, I mean, we don't want to come off as, as insensitive to anybody because everybody is being affected by it. That includes people who are producing for Anheuser-Busch and Miller Coors and all that stuff. I mean, we, you know, we see the local people, uh, suffering the most, um, Right, but, because you know, their their business may not in those be there different tomorrow. Areas where they have right, right. Hopefully, the, those people in those different areas, um, you think about that wherever you are. It, do, it doesn't matter. Um, but again, I think it's just it's just everybody coming everybody coming together, uh, supporting people as much as you can, um, and just remaining safe and, and creating environments where you know we we aren't spreading uh, you know this virus anymore. Like well, that's the whole point is to is to get there. So we can get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, so let's uh, let's move into our fourth can here. We're uh, we're running a little bit long, but I think this is an important conversation because honestly, I think that we've touched on a lot of good points and a lot of stuff that uh, that I'm enjoying talking about. So, Jake, what's your uh, what's your number four? Okay. Um, yeah. So number number four for me. Um, I, I think that this would be a good time to think about the places that I want to get to sort of what you're talking about in supporting local businesses right now. I think I haven't really seen a lot and I, I love to travel. I love to get out to, to different places and, and see different things, go to breweries, go to restaurants, whatever it is. Um, I think this would be a good opportunity for me to plan out some, some trips once this is all over. Um, so I can look into and hopefully put together, uh, you know, a couple of, you know, maybe weekend trips or day trips or whatever it is to go around and, and see some places, uh, get to some new breweries, um, maybe potentially, you know, here's something that we never really talked about that would be probably a little bit difficult to, to figure out logistically, but there's no reason that I can't have a guess. And bring them on the podcast. No, and we set up some sort of mic situation where we can both speak. Yeah. So you know, I I don't really talk to many people when I go to these places. It's not like I'm I'm like walking around like, hey, I have a podcast, so you guys should be on it. But that could be that could be an outcome of this. I could look I could look into making friends with some some people in the local uh, San Francisco Bay Area craft brewing scene. Oh hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say that that's my fourth one. Uh, again, I, I really love traveling. I've shown that I think, uh, in most of the stuff that I've talked about. Um, and this will be a good opportunity again to kind of make a plan. Cause there are times when I just drive around and I'm like, Oh, that place looks cool or that place looks cool, whatever it is. Um, there are a lot of cool places in California and, and the bordering States to get to, um, and I think once this is all over, I'm really going to have the itch. I mean, I already have the itch. I want to get out of this fucking house and drive around because I, you know, have a have a new car and all this stuff, and I'm ready to go. Of but, course, you um, do. But this will be a good time to uh, to think about it in a more structured way than I I, say, I feel like I would typically do. All right, so that's uh, Jake's can four, and that's a four pack if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's uh, quite a list, quite a list. So 
my fourth thing is to be able to do a little bit of work around the house because we've been here for three years now as of this weekend, actually the 23rd was our three year anniversary at this house. And there are some things that I need to get taken care of after all this time. Right? So now that I'm home and I really don't have much to do, I can focus on really kind of cleaning up some of the, uh, I don't know. I guess homeownership is one of those things where it's a bunch of little fires that you have to put out. And those little fires have become raging infernos. Uh, (laughs) That's the only way I can say it. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that I need to really like just tighten up and, and get done. And they're, they're little jobs, nothing major. I'm not putting an addition on, I'm not, you know, redoing the roof or anything crazy, but there's, there's a bunch of stuff that I can get done around here that, that needs to be done. And I feel like that's something that kind of motivates me to get off my ass and not play video games for eight hours a day or watch movies or Netflix or whatever. So that's going to be my number four. That's my goal is to, to get a couple of the things on the honeydew list checked off. That's uh, always important. Always important to keep your home or living area in, in tip top shape. Uh, it, it has, you know, I think physical and mental health benefits associated with it. I'm sure if you read some studies, you would see that. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, we're winding down here. It was a, this has been a fun episode. I, I enjoy talking about some things that aren't necessarily related to craft beer, but honestly, the majority of it, I think we tied back to craft beer pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I'd um, say so. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Um, again, everybody stay safe out there. Um, you know, practice, practice what, what, uh, you know, the, the, the government and the CDC and the world health organization are preaching and, uh, just, uh, stay happy and healthy. And, uh, we, we will definitely look forward to the day that we can all be back, uh, chugging beers at dancing down. And hopefully that, that day comes very soon. Yes. Um, I will say I've had a couple of uh, Pittsburgh staples while we were sitting here. So I had the uh, Hazendelic Juice Grenade from Grist House, and I'm currently enjoying a better one or two from Dancing Gnome, which everybody is up in arms about because they changed the recipe or blah, 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 whatever. It's still a good damn beer. I don't care who you are. Um, the uh, To wrap up this episode, I do want to say, um, again, be safe out there. Be, be kind to your fellow man, you know, have a, uh, have a beer on your porch with your neighbors six feet away from you, at least, at least, um, (laughs) one of the things I saw on social media this week was, uh, Aspenwall had a porch toast where they had, everybody was like outside on their porch, drinking a beer all at once. And I thought that was a super cool idea. Like that's something that like the neighbors, like every, like I don't know my neighbors all that well. I know like the, the next door ones decently, but other than that, like it's been a tough go of it. And so we were walking around the neighborhood today, you know, just getting our steps in and, uh, seeing people out and like saying hi, you know, like just, just the basic stuff that you really kind of lose with the internet age kind of made me feel like we're all kind of coming together in this, you know, everybody's kind of 
understanding each other. There's not really any sort of conflict. And I mean, that's not everywhere. I get that. There's, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be irritable people. There's going to be stress. There's going to be scary stuff. There's going to be all kinds of situations that arise from this. But at the end of the day, if you can, you know, wave at your neighbor from across the street and say, Hey, how are you doing today? You know, like that's, that's good. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot to be said about community and we, we say this all the time, right? The craft beer community is one thing, but just looking across the street or, or, you know, people walking by your house, like I, in the past week, I've seen more people out walking than on their cell phones than on their tablets at home or then, you know, hiding in their cubicle at work or whatever, you know, I, I get that, but really this is, this whole experience has been wild. It is good, uh, good and bad. Um, you know, we will get through it all. And, uh, again, it, it'll be interesting to see how this changes life for the better moving forward, because you know that it will, it has to just the way that all the, all this stuff has gone down. Um, we appreciate you guys for taking time out of your day. Uh, if you have any, um, to, to listen to us, uh, we, we do appreciate it. Um, again, stay happy, stay healthy, and we will talk to you again very soon. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to raise a glass. Um, if anybody's had any, like uh, anybody needs to talk or wants a friend or anything, seriously, shoot us a DM. We're friendly people. We're not assholes. I mean, we're kind of assholes, but for the most part, we're, we're not assholes for the most part. Shoot us a DM, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. We'll talk to you. Um, there's, well, there's some tough to shit there. going on right now. Honestly. Um, if you guys want to ask us for beer, I'll send you a beer or, or I'll buy one at your local place and you can go pick it up for me. How about that? Um, at this point, let's, uh, let's raise a glass, Jake. Oh, you have a glass there. Okay. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to the end of the podcast. You made it this far, so why not go and follow us on social media? At The Weekly Recap on Instagram. At The Weekly Recap 1 on Twitter. Or email us at theweeklyrecap1 at gmail.com. Thank you.